0: You're listening to Hello Francis, a podcast for curious creatives and nano-entrepreneurs who seek knowledge purpose and community. Hello Francis is brought to you by the creative firm and solutionist agency, Francis Roy. Our lineup of guests, friends, and mentors candidly share their diverse wisdom and experience. We do all of this in less than 30 minutes. Let's get started. Hello, you're listening to Hello, Francis. I'm your host, Chantel Dedicke. And um, if you've been following along, which I hope you have, and you guys have given us so much awesome feedback, but um, this is part eight of our series, Enneagrams in the Workplace. And so all of the other interviews up until this point have been fairly predictable. I don't think that this one is going to be the case because um, (laughs) it's Enneagram type eight. And who, you ha- who we have today as a guest and all of us is my brother, Roy, and he and I are both type eights, different wings. He's an eight wing seven and I'm an eight wing nine. And this should, if you're a therapist and you're listening, whoever calls us first gets the job. So, hey, Roy.
1: <laughs> Hello. <laughs> it, won't be, it won't be that bad. Actually, you should probably say if you're a therapist, you can uh, sign
0: off now. Yeah, just go ahead and stop listening. It's fun. Just stop,
1: stop so, This part's not for you.
0: <laughs> so Roy is my younger brother. He is two years younger than me, and Roy and I are very close. We're kind of, I think, two sides of the same quarter, and if you look at it from the Enneagram, that's indeed true because he is an eight-wing seven, I'm an eight-wing nine, and we're, even though we have a lot of similarities, we are very different. I
1: would agree with me that. Most
0: yeah. So we are both drinking bourbon today. Cheers! I hope you can hear the ice.
1: Yeah, I, don't, I do. I don't drink mine with ice, so I'm a, I'm a very neat only. What do you have? Yeah, I'm
0: drinking. One? I am having um, Breckenridge bourbon whiskey um, with some ice. What are you having?
1: I am actually doing or uh, having some Blantons with the mm. cork of tea. If anyone is looking for that one.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay, I don't know if Greg is looking for that one. I'll have to ask him. You probably know. He probably isn't. I think he's actually looking for that. So, Roy and I, um, well, we both both love bourbon. I was thinking today, Roy, that we should start a totally new podcast called Bourbon with My Brother, and we could just talk about crazy, insane shit.
1: Um, I would, guess I'm in for that. <laughs> in for that. Especially <laughs> since on, on weekends, you know, I'm going to be spending a lot of time at the hunt camp. So, at night, um, after – your killing is over and big killing is over. Um, I have a lot of free time out there at hunting camp, so we could do all kinds of stuff on weekends. Ooh,
0: that would be fun. I think that it would be um, very popular. But so diving into the type eight, type eight. So I'm just going to break it down. Roy is the only type eight that I share type eight memes with for two reasons. One, because we have very we have the same childhood, so a lot of the things that we think are funny only we think are funny, and then also because I don't know that many eights.
1: I don't either. You know, it's funny and, until you started this whole Indian thing. I, I really haven't paid attention either to it, but I don't feel like I have a lot of people that I match personalities with either. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing.
0: Well, I mean, I know some type eights, um, uh, a few type eights, but not very many. But then also there are other types that I don't know. Like I'm about to do an interview with Gregory and he's a type five and I don't know a lot of type fives either. So I don't know. It's just really interesting or type fours, but Type eight is also known known as the protector, also the challenger, also the powerful. Type eights get lots of negativity because they're really genuinely viewed as the most self-confident, strong, and assertive of all the types. But I will say that something Roy and I share is we're both decisive as hell and very resourceful, very straight talking. So on the flip side of that, we both can be very uh, a bit egocentric and domineering as well like
1: yes we right. said that like kind of like it was a bad thing though because i don't i don't view that as i don't view that as a negative <laughs> i don't
0: think it's a negative either i think that type eights are certainly we're needed in the world because of our ability to make decisions when others cannot make decisions it's not always the right decision but you know how you always hear, like, when you're in the car, like, don't hesitate. Like, hesitation is death. Like, we've sort of mastered that.
1: Yeah, well, well, if there wasn't AIDS in the world, we'd live in a world of procrastination, which we almost do anyway. So you got to have AIDS in there. you got to have mixed in there. That way it's not consumed by procrastination. Because if we waited on everybody else, we wouldn't have an answer until tomorrow. I need answers today. Right.
0: <laughs> so we've been... <laughs> <laughs> We've been collecting <laughs> these quotes, like things that different Enneagram types say. And I feel like that's a good one. Like, I need answers today. So true. Yeah. Um, not tomorrow. So, not tomorrow, now. And so, the perfect example of that is like, okay, so I'll be like doing something or whatever. And I'm like, hey, can you take this trash outside? And then the other person, whoever that is, you know, living in my house, whether it's like Gregory or Greg or whoever it might be like, oh, okay, well, I'll get to it when I get to it. And I'm like, "Mm, actually, I need that done now because if I'm asking for help, it's because there's a timeline in which I want it to be done, but I can't do it. Um, And so I need some assistance. If I was going to wait three hours, I just would have done it myself.
1: Is it that you wouldn't do it or your personality of delegation comes in and you're like, you know what? I can delegate this. This is not your project.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm not as good as delegating as you are, but... Um, okay, I'm going to read this. Eights feel they must control their environment, especially people, sometimes becoming confrontational and intimidating. Eights typically have problems with their tempers and with allowing themselves to be vulnerable. I just, <laughs> I feel like we should have interviewed someone else for
1: this. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I, don't know if, uh,
1: I, don't, I don't know that I was the greatest choice for this.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, not that you weren't a great choice, but that maybe you and I, maybe... Maybe we should have asked other types about the eight because I feel like some of this is Biotic. we don't perceive <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, exactly. don't we don't that perceive way. it.
1: Yeah, we you don't can't, perceive I don't it that way. You're right. You can't have an eight interview an in eight because you're like, let's talk about all the reasons why we're right, everybody else on the planet's wrong. That's kind of, or,
0: right. yes, or let's talk about all the reasons why, like, this is not bad. Like, get off our back. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I don't see like, what's wrong with being direct. I don't,
0: what's wrong with being?
1: Well, what's wrong with being decisive, or what's wrong with with challenging? Right? We we live in a world where you get mm. a participation trophy for showing up. Not even if you challenge somebody for a trophy, right? You just oh you you got to show up today, and thanks for getting out of bed. Here's your trophy.
0: Right. Well. And to a certain extent, okay, I think this is funny because I think this is our wings showing up here. So let's talk about the two wings. So Roy is eight wing seven, which I've heard called the maverick. It's the non-conformist. People with an eight wing seven tend to identify most with the type eight, but they share attributes with the seven as well. So they're self-confident, sociable, Roy, you're very sociable, pragmatic in their behavior. They are ambitious and independent, preferring to uh, follow their own path. They are generally more comfortable with conflict than eight wing nines, which I would say is totally true. You're way more confrontational than I am.
1: Probably, but I'm not, it's not that I'm confrontational, like I'm looking for it. I just
0: don't avoid it. Okay, fine. That's <laughs> not true. <laughs> okay, wait. wait. <laughs> That's I, not I, true. <laughs> yeah, look, look,
1: I don't avoid it. <laughs> I don't go looking for it a lot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we'll come back to that. And yeah. then eight, <laughs> eight wing nine known as the diplomat, but always also the bear people with an anagram, anagram eight wing nine tend to identify more the type eight, but they share several personality types with the, the type nine, which is the peacemaker. So they're confident, patient and protective in their behavior. They are generally more gentle and subdued than the type eights, which that I say is,
1: that.
0: yeah, I think that that's totally true. Like, well, Obviously, if we're both in the room, you get the best of the eight because we're a well-rounded eight together, but not everyone, not everyone views it that way. But I, always feel like,
1: I always feel like no matter what room we're in, we're always like the, we're the standout. Right. We're the, we're the, we're the police of the party. <laughs> <laughs>
0: everybody's waiting
1: in the corner like what's about to happen now
0: (laughs) (laughs) what's gonna happen um this is so true okay at their best eights are self-mastering they use their strength to improve others lives become heroic magnanimous and inspiring but eights fears oh my gosh this is so dead on i think they fear being controlled or hurt by others they tend to avoid situations that make them feel helpless and stand up for themselves in all circumstances. When stressed, they may guard themselves more from others. I totally do that.
1: Yeah, I can definitely say the stress part, although I don't feel like I'm a very stressed out person. Some would argue that, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> I, feel I, don't
0: like feel I feel like, like, like I, heard I get, Jody laughing yeah, in she's, the background.
1: <laughs> I think she's staring at me right now, actually. like I can feel it like right here on the side of my face because she's <laughs> next to me over here. I can feel her staring.
0: Oh, my gosh. Okay, so but I totally agree with the the thought of being controlled by someone actually scares me and angers me. Um, yeah, say, I think if it
1: more angers me than scares me. Maybe that's just a, a cover-up for the fear of being controlled. But yeah. I can tell you that, that I will fight back before you get to control me. That's just
0: – Right. That's not going tell- yeah, I totally agree with that. So there's three, three different triads in the enneagram and the 8 is a part of the triad that's called the gut triad or no, yeah, is it the gut triad? The gut triad. And it's basically we're in this triad because we express anger um extrovertedly. So we kind of use anger as um a fuel, if you will, for, you know, expression, which isn't always bad. And I think it gets viewed as bad, which is crazy. Like a little bit in the Enneagram, we get treated, we know we can be perceived as this like elusive, overtly aggressive, uh, personality type when in reality, we're probably the most protective and I think eights ever, all the eights that I know are very compassionate and caring and like generous people. Just don't jack with us.
1: I was going to say, I think you're leaving that part out. Like the, yeah. we can be, be the most compassionate and you know caring, unless you cross those lines, right? Right. <laughs> or then, you then try to
0: hurt our people. Yeah. Exactly. And then
1: I will passionately beat you to death. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow. Wow. That's great. I knew there was a threat coming. I just didn't know it would be in the first 10 minutes. So
1: that's Oh, yeah. Be. So, so <laughs> I only poured two fingers of Blanton's. So I'm going to get this down quickly.
0: <laughs> <point, please. laughs> oh, crap. Okay. So um, type eights, our basic desires are to protect ourselves and remain in control of our own lives. We seek to defend ourselves and others from injustice. Oh, Roy, oh my gosh, this is totally you. Aights tend to advocate for the underdog as they work to protect those they feel are unable to protect themselves. I've got to tell the story, Roy.
1: Oh, which one? (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) So when we were kids, Roy was, he always had friends that were different in a way that like other kids would bully them. Yes. Yes. Other kids would bully bully them. Roy's best friend for a uh, for a long time had um, leg braces, and other kids would pick on him. He had Definitely a friend that friends had a, to me, actually, yeah, still really good friends today. Yeah, and friends today. when did you guys start? You were like what seven or eight years old when you guys became so friends? I'm,
1: I met. I'm not going to include his last name, but I met Paul when I was in kindergarten. He did have he did have issues. like still does to this day. Not so much as an adult as he's had multi, multiple surgeries throughout his life to try to correct him, but he still finds himself on the floor every now and then because sometimes his legs like don't want to operate properly, yeah. right? So I've all, and I remember at a young age, always feeling like that I had to protect Paul and, and, and make sure that nobody, you know, ever messed with him.
0: Well, and that was just kind of a theme and Roy's got this incredibly big heart. But when we were kids, he would like bring these random kids home and they like were, like, yeah, well, not straight, <laughs> <laughs> but they were always like kids that were bullied or other people didn't want to be kids with him. And my favorite time that this happened, we lived on Kelly street in four knocks and we were all sitting out front and Roy is like riding his bike and he's coming into the cul-de-sac and on the back of his bike is a grown ass man. And I remember you. Yeah, you were Mike. like, <laughs> <laughs> "No, I'm not talking about Mike. I don't remember what this guy's name was, but he was a grown man." And I remember just like our parents' mouth being like wide open because he was writing on your spokes, like you know what I mean, like <laughs> on the back.
1: Oh yeah, I those pegs.
0: <laughs> yeah, on the pegs in the back, and my my mom was like, "Mom was like, what the hell?" And it turns out it was this kid who had that like disorder where his body aged really rapidly, but he himself was still like your age.
1: So oh, he looked,
0: yes, he looked, yeah, like, he was, <laughs> he looked yeah. like he was your age. And the explanation that you had to do to our parents to like justify, like this was like, he was indeed a child. I mean, he looked like he was about 30. Yeah, that was
1: probably, that was Pana because Pana was my age, but he looked like he was probably 10 or, you know, 10 or 12 years older than the rest of us. He actually lived on the end of our building.
0: Yeah, I don't, I guess, I I mean, I don't remember. I have a horrible memory. We know that. But um, it was so funny. And so I think it goes back to this protection. You were, we are both very protective of people who just can't take care of themselves, but you were like over the top. Like, Just collecting the underdog and making them your best friend when we were kids.
1: I still do. You know, I still do that in the work environment, too. Yeah. I take a lot of people in that. I try to develop a lot of people that that people, others have maybe given up on. Mm. One, it's a personal challenge on why, you know, Mm. well, I bet you I can. But it's also, I like to try to find out the why behind, okay, so why did somebody give up on you? Um, yeah. Like into that kind of thing. Usually it's not because they want to go themselves, it's because they just don't know how to see the people that were tasked with it they didn't want to see that third laziness.
0: Laziness, which is horrible. Well, and I think it's good to see in others, like beyond I had an intern once that, you know, I don't know, I just had heard like, okay, they're not obviously the number one choice. That kind of thing really piques my interest. Because I feel like all people have innate potential, just because someone else hasn't recognized it yet, doesn't mean that it's not there.
1: Yeah, so so here's, here's what I've found in, in multiple different areas. Even at a high level, executives, you know, C-level executives or not, generally try to choose the path of least resistance when it comes to developing someone, Right the okay. the least amount of time i have to spend on somebody the the more i can get accomplished or the more successful i can be because they'll, you know they'll, they'll lift me where others uh identify where the challenge may not be what, what you think it is right it may not be as hard to develop somebody or, or get to that next level as you think if you spent the time to identify it
0: oh yeah. i think that's good insight and go takes us into like key motivations because we are talking about enneagrams in the workplace in this series and Enneagram type 8s with as much i think kind of the perception about our type can be a bit, you know, like we're aggressive or assertive, really is probably going to be the type that is going to take charge and lead others the most in a work in the workplace. I think you see that a lot from a type 3 as well, but really going to take charge and they're motivated by that ability to take charge. And then they're also motivated by this feeling that they're free, they're understood and they're respected and they like making decisions that help other people. And so even though our type is more assertive, like we don't do passive aggression, we do aggression, aggressive aggression. Yeah, I'm like, not passive aggressive at all. <laughs> no, no, and very decisive. We also are very motivated by this ability to help other people. And I know you feel that too, because I see you being motivated, being motivated by that.
1: So. Yeah, yeah. well, well I, it absolutely motivates me to motivate other people, right? Because the cool thing about motivation is You ever hear people that say, oh, that person's not motivated. You can't motivate. They have no motivation. Mm -hmm. That's because you don't understand what the word motivation is. Everybody has motivation. You just got to find out what it is. Right. right? You got to find out what motivates the person. A rabbit motivates or a carrot motivates a rabbit. Generally speaking, money motivates a human. (laughs) right? Or you would think so. And that's, but that's not always the case. Everybody thinks that it's, that it's money that motivates somebody. It can be family. It can be other things. You just got to find out what it is.
0: Well, right. And I'm very intrinsically motivated. So money does absolutely nothing for me in terms of motivation and the leadership that I've had in my life that have taken the time to determine that like Darren Rudloff in Wyoming was the one leader that I had that asked me like, what really motivates you? What because, no. Yeah, because I was getting raises and everything. And he was just like, oh, I feel like we haven't like tapped into your full potential yet. Like what's holding you back. And then when we had that discussion and he was able to lead me in the proper way, it was like boom, you know, everything kind of changed.
1: Yeah. So and I think I say it's not always money for me either. What well money's always great, right? But it is. I have taken I've taken a series of pay cuts before to take promotions also. Yeah. Right. And it, yeah. It, for me, like when when I got on with the current company I'm on now, um, while that wasn't necessarily the case, it was the culture is what motivated me. It was the difference in the culture of the two companies that motivated me to make a change, right? right. You got to oh, on be, you got to be able to identify it.
0: Very true. Sorry. That was Maggie.
1: That was Maggie. She sounded angry.
0: Yeah. the We, uh, laundry, we have the locked laundry. our dogs
1: away um, oh. <laughs> because, because some of them have eight like attitudes
0: <laughs> and aggression, especially one of them. <laughs> it's so funny because speaking of dogs, I do, I have noticed like, I, I, well, first of all, I don't feel like I have an alpha personality, but I think that a lot of apes do have an alpha personality. And if you notice like dogs, like naturally follow them. That is so interesting to me. I pick up on weird things yes. like that. Yeah.
1: Yes. So here's something neat now that you bring that up, right? So Jody makes a comment all the time about the dogs don't listen to me. They only listen to you. They only follow you. Right. It's that same scenario.
0: It, it is. It's like, they know you're going to make a decision They know you're going to lead them. They know you're going to take charge and that's really what they're looking for. So I'm trying to do that with Maggie right now and I'm failing. I think she's a type eight and um, she's a stronger type eight than I am. So, but in terms of- Sounds aggressive. (laughs) Oh my gosh, she's crazy. But in terms of like stressors, again, like to your point, I will leave a job or a situation that causes me stress. If I feel like I'm being controlled by someone, or if I feel insignificant in my role, like I can just feel like I'm not in the right place, or if there are people who are dishonest or they have horrible integrity, it, it makes me feel out of control and helpless, and I just will absolutely will not work for or with people like that.
1: No, yeah, I I won't either. And again, you know, I won't bring any company names up or anything like that on this, but, but I left my last company due to, you know, you and I had this conversation mm-hmm. integrity issues, right? If you come to me and, and integrity becomes involved and I find out that it's not just the individual's integrity, maybe it's the company's integrity. I don't care what you're paying me. My okay. integrity is way worth, worth, way more than, than whatever money you're going to pay me. And I, like you just said, I'm out. That's it. I'm out. All right. I, I will tap out and and leave graciously. And you know, I won't make a scene by any means, but you're not keeping me. I'm out.
0: No. And you know what I think is so interesting about the type eight personality is that we also have that kind of like risk it all. And so when we're in a situation where we have these innate stressors, we can sometimes make very abrupt decisions without asking people around us. Oh, I do. So,
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Right.
0: I know. Absolutely. I know because I talked to your wife and no, yeah, I know, right?
1: <laughs> one day we woke up and we lived in Tennessee. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> How did this happen? But it happens that quick, right? Like yeah. you just said, it, it happens that quick. I'm not indecisive. I'm very decisive. So yeah. <laughs> when I'm ready to make a decision, it's just that it is what it is and, and things will move and progress rapidly.
0: Oh my god, Rory! I feel like I just had a light bulb moment because I. This is it's like the you're reason. A more. Well, you know, it's because of this light, <laughs> this lamp on my forehead. Um, so I feel like it's possible that the reason why you know, like when Greg was in the military, I always like was so incredibly stressed about never having the ability to say like where we're going to live or when we were going to move or when, and that control probably caused me this huge amount of stress, which honestly, a type A personality will take stress a lot of the times and then like start to morph our environment into what we need. And so I just went back to school, like forged, I was like, I've got to have my own thing. Like if I'm not going to have control over my whole life, big picture, I've got to have control over my career somehow. And that is just like a light bulb moment for me. Okay, these this little next little bit is really funny to me. Type eights in the workplace. So resolving conflict with a type eight. What do you think this says? What do you think?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well oh well. You I feel remember, this is
0: horrible. I feel like we're laughing remember, at people.
1: I know. So, so I shared a picture with you. Um uh, this was several months ago and it was uh, Brad Pitt when he was playing Achilles and he was, you know, in, in the movie Troy and it said on the top of it, it says, yeah, you can't say that to your supervisor. And it flashes to Brad Pitt putting his helmet on. It says, that's No one will remember your name. <laughs> I feel like that's where you're about to go with this.
0: <laughs> well, okay. So the reality is conflict with a type eight actually happens. And oh, yeah. that if you are having issue with us, which obviously it it is going to happen. Stand your ground and just kind of like listen to both sides. Be willing to listen and stand your ground because I feel like a Type Eight can smell weakness.
1: Yeah, and, so I'm I'm really big about a healthy argument, right? I, as mm-hmm. matter of fact, I enjoy healthy argument as long as it's respectful and 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 what you're really trying to um, get across is progressive to whatever we're trying to achieve as a company, right? So I, I've got. I've got this thing about when when I have an associate or another manager or or a field leader come to me and say, Hey, I want to do XYZ, right? I immediately say no. Even if I think it's a great idea. Right? That's horrible. I, I immediately say no. Specific and this is my this is some part of me trying to develop their, you know, the way they think and the way they want to challenge, as long as it's respectful, right? And I it drives me batshit crazy when I say no and they're like, oh, okay. I'm like, no. Nope. No, you have
0: something important to say. Yeah.
1: Yes, you have something important to say. You believe in it, right? And if you believe in it, argue it. Make the argument. Let's let's have some discussion. They're like, but you said no. I know what I said. (laughs) I I understand what I I was there when I said so. I know what I said. (laughs) (laughs) But (laughs) I want you to make the argument, right? Get out of your shell. Say all the reasons why it's great, and and you know, then take credit for it because it's your idea. Uh, I like it's, stuff like
0: that. That's such a typical eight thing, Roy, because it's like, okay, someone coming up to you and, be, and being like, I have this thing. And you're like, nope. And they're like, okay. And you're like, fight with me.
1: <laughs> fight with right. me.
0: Let's fight. And they're like, what? <laughs> like <laughs> what?" So yeah, stand your ground, call an eight out if something is inappropriate or there's an action that you don't agree with. Like If you're passionate about something or you have a great idea, stand your ground when you give feedback to a type eight, I think sharing uh, your feedback respectfully and constructively, because we to, we do tend to go to a place of defensiveness. Like if you are coming to a type eight to give feedback, like you need to have your ducks in a row.
1: Yes. Yeah. And, and uh, case in point, you know, like one of the, the last gentlemen that I worked for, He was so, like, it was terrible because I worked for him, right? And anytime he would come to coach me on something or try to develop me into something or, you know, whatever it is, or if he identified something, he always came at me like he was like, I'm going to give you some feedback. However, do you have your sword with you? You (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. are you, <laughs> It was always like, he was scared to approach me. And that used to drive me crazy. And I think Jody was there one time we went on a mimosa crawl with him and, uh, and we had a, we had a, a a top there, you know, the topic came up, maybe some liquid encourage helped him a little bit, but we talked a little about Gigi, you, you gotta, you gotta be a little more direct, right? You gotta be more direct. Let's not, let's not walk around the bush five times to get to what you're trying to get to, right? you yeah. just walk through the bush. Have you tried that? Yeah, just tell me. What's up? Yeah, just tell me. Just tell me what's going on. I don't have time for this. So I'm always right, almost always. I don't know how to put that. You're not almost always right. I feel like I'm right a lot, though. (laughs)
0: Right. Right. (laughs) Which is why, okay, so you and I, Roy, we're either intense allies, like, boom, we're like arms locked, don't even try to get through us because we're going to, like, we're storming your front door. Or if you and I are fighting, it's like battle royale.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's going to be some collateral damage too. There are going to be people around us getting hurt.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's when we were kids, we used to fight so much like violently, like fist fight. And it was, I feel like we're not doing any justice to a type eight. Well, by saying these types of things, but I think we're just both very passionate people and it's difficult. I, the older I get, the more I feel accountable and the more I am, I want to listen, I want to learn, and I want to to apologize if I'm wrong. You know what I mean?
1: That could be your wing then, because I apologize if I'm wrong. Sure, it it may not come off very apologetic.
0: (laughs) Like, right. There may not be an actual apology, but. Yeah,
1: but yeah. I may stop like yelling at you or something, right? <laughs> oh my
0: Which God. means uh,
1: I apologize. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, no. We need to do a whole nother episode on apologies, obviously, and have you. I'm as not a really,
1: last... you, know, you know, there's always something in everyone that you are still trying to develop. I'm still trying to develop that side of me, the other side of me. It's not going well. I'm not spending a lot of time on it, and that's probably the problem. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so note to self. We're gonna make a to-do list after this. No. Okay, so how do you feel about emails and meetings?
1: How do I feel about emails and meetings?
0: Statistically,
1: yes. email is probably about ten percent effective. So I actually absolutely hate it. I also <laughs> absolutely hate <laughs> I absolutely hate texting in the workplace, right? So one of my area operations manager has me in his group message, and you already know how I feel about group text messaging, right? It, a hate standpoint. it. Hate <laughs> it. Yeah, uh-huh. I absolutely hate it, and I think the same thing about uh, you know, it's you know, it's ten percent effective. There's nothing more effective than, well, there is something more effective than than over the phone, face to face interaction is statistically more impactful. So to answer your question, um, I absolutely hate email, <laughs> right? <laughs> hate it. <laughs> In my, in my personal email right now, I have, hang on, I'll tell you right now. Um, Don't
0: even tell me, this count, is going to give me anxiety.
1: It's going to give you anxiety, right? So hang on. I have 4,966 emails right now my private, personal email um, that Why? I have. Because, I, so Jodi asked me this earlier. I think it was earlier today. She's asking me for an email. I think it was actually for you. No, I'm sorry. It was for you because we were adding to our calendar um, yes. for our, our two weeks or two visits a year, right? Me to you, you to me. So, and I told her, I was like, listen, don't give her my personal email. I have personal email for everything that I sign up for that says that an email is required. I don't even really know what's in there. <laughs> I could have an email that says you've won a million dollars in there and it'd be legit. And I have no clue.
0: <laughs> oh my God, Roy.
1: My work email is different, obviously, right? Because I'm not right. what I do. So, but I still hate it.
0: Well, yeah, Um, I hate email too. I hate long emails. I feel like if you're gonna email me, just give it to me, let me know what's up, and I'm gonna respond very directly and be like, it's done, or I'm on it, or we're doing it, or whatever.
1: The email that bothers me the most isn't necessarily the one with too much detail in it as far as much as this one. And I just got this one on Friday and and I had to call up to our corporate office and, and coach this young individual on why you'll never send me this email again. But I got this. Hey Roy. I know you're probably busy. Call me when you can. What? <laughs> <laughs> you, you took the time to email that to me instead of just <laughs> call me.
0: Just call. Just <laughs> so call I prefer, me. I prefer a phone call, but I will say this. I don't view you and I as being old, but we are, and especially when we're together. Like I feel younger when you and I are together because we're always like playing pranks on each other or like doing stupid shit or whatever. But or the watching reality... you try to
1: open an envelope full of zip ties. That's amazing, by the way.
0: Yeah, well, that was a box. Roy likes to do like we like to give each other funny gifts at Christmas time or whatever. And oh, I'm sorry, he... you're right.
1: It was a box with an envelope of silica in it.
0: Yes, the silica gel packet, that's what he gave yes. me for Christmas one year, <laughs> but the wrapping paper was like 200 zip ties, it took me a half an hour <laughs> to get in, and I should have known there wasn't going to be anything worth a shit in that box, but the curiosity got the best of me, so I had to get into it, then there was like duct tape, anyway, there was like a whole deal, but it was a waste of my life, and he a loved it. A packet me, of silica, yeah.
1: but I the fact that you it.
0: I know. The fact that you took the time to put it together was some sort of like weird indication of love. So I took that. Oh my gosh. I feel, I, I feel like we've done some damage here for type eights, but I, I will say like the this. the type
1: eights would be cheering us on actually. They'll be reading or hearing and listening to this and like, yeah, that's us to a T. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I will say this. But if you're a type me, eight. Think,
1: think about it though. Like what? the type eight, we don't care about I don't want to say we don't care. Okay, yeah. We don't care about other people's opinions. <laughs> right? <laughs> I <laughs> care about other people's opinions. Other people's opinions. Opinion.
0: Okay, so I care about other people's opinions for sure. I just don't always think that their opinion is necessarily the direction that I'm gonna go.
1: Yeah, okay, well, let me rephrase that because there are a lot of things opinions that I do care about. I don't care people's opinion of me.
0: Correct. Well, I don't care about that either.
1: Okay. That's what I meant by that. <laughs> <laughs> I do care about opinions, right? Because that's how the world goes around. It wasn't for sure. opinions or thoughts or ideas and we'd be at a stalemate, which we're getting there.
0: <laughs> we're close.
1: Yeah. We're, at a, we're full of a world of bad ideas right now, which is basically the same.
0: It is basically the same. Well, and I, I feel like if you're a type eight being around other type eights, if you have a good rapport with them and then you have like some history, like you and I do, it's very energizing or very exhausting and we have done that to both of each other. Like either we're on a mission to do something like insane, and we're dragging Greg and Jody, and they're just like, "Oh my God,
1: what is happening?
0: <laughs> what's happening?" or whatever." or we're just like, "Ugh, I'm around you. This is like, I'm so tired. I, you know, it's a lot. So type 8s need other type 8s, I think. I
1: can be over. I can see that it can be overwhelming to be around me a lot.
0: <laughs> so, so the only thing that i find overwhelming about you is that you are a hoverer and it makes me nervous like you like to hover you never sit down you don't even sit down to eat
1: yeah no i'm on the go
0: i know you're constantly like up or if i'm cooking you're like you're like eating stuff off the plate and then by the time we all sit down to yeah. eat dinner you're like yeah i'm not really that hungry and i'm like well you've been eating for two hours
1: well the whole i know, but time. so there's a method to my madness there right You already know what it is. I don't like to watch other people eat. So if I I can get my eating done as it's going, (laughs) I would rather I'd rather do that. (laughs) Like I can't I can't watch some of our family members eat, right? I know,
0: I know. It's funny. You don't share food. No. Mm -mm.
1: No. (laughs) (laughs) If you wanted it. Go put it on your own damn plate. Why? Do you, why you <laughs> <that>? <laughs> I do not have time for that. <laughs> if, you, if you like touch my plate, you've ruined it. I have to go get a new one. <laughs> I can't even deal with that.
0: God, my stomach hurts. I'm laughing.
1: Hard. <laughs> I
0: can't deal with that. <laughs> well, so awesome. Roy, I, you have a really weak stomach, though. Like, you can't deal with a lot of things. So, well, you when don't it comes to, to clean
1: like yeah, I'm yeah.
0: fully aware. <laughs> and on the flip side, I have like a very strong constitution. Like I don't even care. I could, like change a baby diaper and eat a burrito. Like I'm not. I don't even care. Like nothing really bothers me when it comes to that. But Roy, Roy cannot. The worst the worst is trying to like go to like large group events with you where there is food because there's too many people yeah you're just like looking around it's it's like if somebody were like eating and all they see is like dog poop that's like the look on your face you're just like i gotta get out of here i can't do it
1: i can't do it man i'm telling you and that's why after we do stuff like that i'm always starving and they're like we we were we were basically at the world's largest buffet yeah (laughs) Along with everybody else.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there were people there. <laughs> there were people. Like, I just can't do it. Bruce oh, my God. Roy, do you feel like we've helped bring to light some of the personality traits of a type of ape? I don't know that we've done anything. Um, I don't think
1: we've done anything.
0: I don't think yeah. we've done anything. That Very feels... Convenient. Oh, my God. I do like it this bourbon horrible.
1: with... What was it called? Bourbon with Brothers? What was it?
0: Bro- I'm not it? a brother. Why would you call it Bourbon with Brothers? It's... Oh, it's bourbon with my brother
1: oh that's what it was okay
0: i feel like we need to start like a new idea. podcast i yeah, like maybe, that idea too
1: maybe we uh maybe we try to bring some more light through several episodes <laughs> 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 like this a is whore. the introduction of how full of ourselves we are uh, no, <laughs> I,
0: I am not full of myself i feel like that's an eight wing seven Oh, behavior. I was gonna say
1: maybe that's what it is going to say you're as bullish as a Christmas turkey if you don't think that.
0: I I feel like I'm not full of myself.
1: I'm not really full of myself. I just really enjoy my company.
0: Okay. I, <laughs> I feel I feel like we are hilarious. Now I don't know We that definitely a lot are of me, yeah, I don't know that a lot of people would agree with that, but I think when we are together, we are hilarious.
1: I'm laughing constantly.
0: Right. <laughs> and, and i will say this we cannot wait for the new top gun period boom end of. yes
1: so i almost john wicked half of tennessee when i found out they postponed
0: they did it's I like know. march or may of 2021
1: i'm on the road right so i have nothing else to do so i was like when top gun 2 comes out i'm gonna go watch it every night in theater that's just what's gonna happen i'm gonna get my because i was inverted shirt and just nerd yes. it out every day until it leaves the theater and it still
0: hasn't, Woo! So hasn't made it yet. We can't wait though, because uh, Roy was obsessed with that. We were, I think we were all obsessed with that Maybe when we were kids, but I will say Cobra Kai is holding me off, so that's kind of nice. I really enjoy We've that. started
1: that, we've gotten through the first season, um, and here's what's hard for me though, okay? So you need to bear with me. Okay. Cody hasn't seen Karate Kid. S-
0: I know Listen, Roy, she told wait, me. Wait,
1: wait. Listen, this is what happens. I was talking to her about the whole Cobra Kai thing and whatever, and you learn it from there as well. You should, And then she said, are you talking about the one with Will Smith's son? <laughs> My whole fucking head almost came off. Oh, I shouldn't say that on your podcast. <laughs> 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 but <laughs> it almost happened. I was like, are you, you can't be serious. So when all be these serious. nice old cars come up, you know, throughout the this, this series, I'm having to tell her, you know, that was Mr. Miyagi's car. She's like, yes. oh, that's what you call your mom. I guess that's probably what she said.
0: I don't think mom listens to the podcast, but she might now. She's going to. She might well, oh,
1: yeah, that be hard. As one. long as Look, you I say it, it'll, it'll be okay. Audiophane. Yeah, I've told her. That's
0: what Greg calls her. Yeah. But as long as you say it, it'll be fine. If I say it, it'll be death. So Yeah, it won't be good. Yeah, we have a typical, like, our Filipino culture is like you know, boys can do no wrong, but girls like you, we hate you, and you got to get out by the time you're 18. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Oh my like gosh, it. we have shared way too much.
1: We probably have. This has turned into like all the reasons that our family's messed up now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, all families are messed up,
1: that's ours. Good.
0: Ours is no different. I'll cheer it to that. like
1: to poke the frog with ours.
0: Yeah, I do too. Cheers, baby bro.
1: Yeah, cheers.
0: I'll see you at Halloween about this time that this episode airs, actually, which will be oh, interesting. yeah, we are
1: coming down to that. It's going to be amazing.
0: I think it's going to be great. We're excited. And then we could have a side Saturday. Roy and I do this thing where we get together and we only eat sides, no entrees.
1: Because who needs the meat when there's all the sides? Sides are better. Sides are better. That, oh, you know what? We need to make that a shirt.
0: Sides are better. I agree. We could make that better. a shirt. We need a
1: shirt that says sides are better. Not, not we that we're need... vegetarians, just sides are better.
0: I wouldn't mind being a vegetarian.
1: Uh, I couldn't do that because I like venison too much and pig. So I yeah, do that.
0: true. Well, this has That's been a I delight. Think. This has honestly just been like what we normally do. So it was easy.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah, so this, this turned more in from, I mean, I know you talk about the Enneagram 8 through your whatever you're reading there. However, this <laughs> has turned out to be more of how people could see how we would just interact anyway.
0: Agree. And I think that, well, we always have a good rapport. We get along for the most part until we don't get along or we don't agree. And then it's like world war three.
1: So. Yes. But I need to record state that I've only said, and I've done a very good job of controlling my colorful vocabulary. And I have tallied you three guesswork. Only three. You're welcome. That was wow. Out of respect to your, I know that was out of respect to your podcast because what I don't want people to know is when you named your company after me and memo, that I was like a bad mouth, so. Yeah,
0: yeah. interesting. Just for the record, um, the company's not named after you; is named after Papa. You're named after Papa.
1: Yeah, I like my side more. I like my I like my version more.
0: Of course you do, because you're an eight wing seven. Well, this has been delightful and full circle. Thanks, Roy. Full
1: circle. You're welcome. Are we? I'm do like I hit the the stop recording button
0: no don't i'm i've got a little outro here so i'm gonna do that and then um oh Oh,
1: see that's part of the controlling thing like i want to control when this is over i know
0: this is a mistake (laughs) this was a mistake that you hosted the zoom and you're in control of the record but it's fine
1: it will end Um, when i say it's over
0: (laughs) (laughs) well thank you so much roy for um showing a glimpse into our childhood and our demented adulthood to my audience
1: yeah anytime i love you You bro Tune in for more on bourbon with my brother
0: <laughs> bourbon bourbon with my brother.
1: Yeah. I love you back.
0: Okay guys. Um, well, thanks for listening. Like comment, share. I know you're going to have a lot of questions for my brother and honestly I may or may not answer them, but please send them anyways. Hello at francisroy.com. Let us know. What do you think? Should we start our own podcast, Bourbon with My Brother? We could do different bourbons. We could talk about where we grew up and where we're from, which is basically like bourbon country. We could have like cool guests. We could do all kinds of cool things. So uh, let us know what you think. And you never know. It might be something that we do. Okay. Until next time. Peace. Peace.